This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. In a world without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one podcast has the power to change that and to spread its voice across the earth for all mankind to hear. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. I saw a weird picture today. I was, I was, uh, I saw on Facebook there was an article that was supposed to be cartoon characters if they were drawn to look realistic. And oh, it, those things are creepy yeah, as hell. Yeah, it showed like SpongeBob and stuff, but then it showed the kids from South Park, and they were just. Four random-looking little eight-year-old kids. <laughs> the scariest ones you've ever seen, like Homer Simpson or Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Charlie Brown. He's seen Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, because they show they still got their exaggerated features and everything. They just show them with realistic skin tones and hair and stuff like that. Yeah, Bart Simpson yeah. looked really weird too. <laughs> Unsettling. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get started. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome to episode 55 of Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray and I don't know why people hate Nickelback. Are we not, are we not, are we not still doing the, uh, the true confessions thing? <laughs> you know, go, go, anytime, anytime you feel it. Let it out, let it out brother, let it out. Uh, sitting across the virtual table from me is a guy that likes his potatoes fried or mashed, John Irons. How are you doing, John? Deep fried. Deep fried from the deep south. That's how we roll. And our friend from the Simply Syndicated Network, uh, Rick, is also here. How are you doing, Rick? I like tater tots. Yay! (laughs) Whenever somebody mentions tater tots, it makes me think of Napoleon Dynamite. Give me some of your tots. I've never seen that. You've never seen that? That's a good movie. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. It's weird. It's it's a taste, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. to me, it's a, it's in the same category with uh, Scott Pilgrim, in in that I, I I I'm not saying that the movies are similar at all, but for me, it was like it took a friend of mine sitting me down when I was visiting him for a Fourth of July party and saying we're going to watch Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right, and then I I loved it. Um, it, it may be that way with Napoleon Dynamite. Somebody someday may just force me to watch it, and I'll I'll form an opinion. Yeah, no. I was, desire to, I was kind of forced was to watch it the first time. What were you going to say, John? Yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, like the the taste. I, I it is not my taste. You don't have you don't have the taste. Well, um, that I, I would I would I would liken it more to um, uh, Big Lebowski than uh, Scott Pilgrim. Another film that I must confess I haven't seen. 
Well, uh, Big Lebowski, I have seen, but I don't really remember much about it. I saw I saw it when it came out on video originally, but I didn't. I I haven't seen it since then. I just remember a few lines. But uh, Napoleon Dynamite is weird because that's the only movie by that whole group of people that I like. You know, they also did that Nacho Libre that had uh, Jack Black in it. <laughs> I did not like that movie. <laughs> no, but you know, and sometimes you know. It just tickles your funny bone in the right place, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> by the by, uh, since last we spoke, I have watched uh, Batman The Return of the Caped Crusaders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> well, at, at the very beginning, it was bothering me because, you know, Adam West sounds like an 80-plus-year-old man trying to do a Batman impression. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was very disconcerting for about the first half hour, but once that became the normal, and and it just sort of faded into the background, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, the the guy that was doing the Joker had Cesar Romero down perfectly. Uh, the guy that did the Riddler had the mannerisms and the laugh, but he didn't really quite sound like Frank Gorshin. The the dude doing the Penguin was just not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I really liked it. John, have you seen that movie? I haven't. Okay, it's uh, what he's talking about is the it's a animated film. No, no, I I know I know what it is. Okay, well, it's um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a little bit too long. Uh, yeah, it did it did get to be a bit. Uh, it, it was almost two stories, really. Yeah, yeah, it could have been it could have been maybe not half as long, but maybe at least. 20 minutes shorter at, you know at least I was trying to look up the cast because I can't remember I, who played everybody I know Julie Newmar was in it okay Jeff Bergman is the Joker I'm not sure who he is uh William Sailors as the ping as the penguin Wally Wingard is the Riddler Jim Ward Stephen Weber played Alfred and Thomas Lennon who you might remember from uh he's on the current version of um the odd couple. He's the he's the the one that's got to stick up his butt. Um, Thomas Lennon. He also played on the state back in the back in the day. He's really funny, but he played uh, uh, Chief O'Hara. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it was good. It was just it was a little bit too long. I am looking forward to the sequel because it's going to have William Shatner in it as um, as Two Face. So yeah, which is yeah. weird because Two Face was never in the original series. So it'll be uh, nope. Interesting to see how they do that. So. I wonder if that character had been created yet. I think he probably had. They probably just I didn't really know how to do it without making it look really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, another film that we've spoken about on the show that I finally saw over the past week was uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I think you mentioned that last time. Yeah, because I'd, oh, yeah, I'd said that um, okay, sorry. I tried to read the book and I felt like it was just trying to trick me into... <laughs> That's right. We didn't talk. I, I, for, I sometimes forget what I've said on what show. I guess. <laughs> because you, uh, because you're the I podcast king. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, John uh, went to Awesome Con last weekend. Darn tootin' I did. Yeah, got to meet some people. Got some great pictures. You, and you, oh, thank you. you met, met a few uh, celebrities. Uh, I did. Yeah, I did. So um, I didn't uh, have um, this, uh, oh, what do you call that stuff? Um, money. Money? Money. <laughs> I didn't have any money. So I, 
<laughs> so like I I like everyone was cool. Like if I would, I mean, because I would stand in line, I would write my turn. Um, then you get to the handler person, like, so do you want an autograph? Do you want to buy? I was like, no, I don't. I just I'm like I I just want to meet him. Uh, is that okay? I'm like, oh yeah, sure, it's fine. Um, and so I I I made this plan <laughs> <laughs> that uh, uh, I wanted to do. I wanted to get them to do something for the show, for the podcast. But uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't want it to be the standard thing that they always do. Like, hey, you know, tell me about Star Trek. Like, you know, yeah. You know, obviously they know they're at a con, but. You know, I wanted to do something different, right? So um, when I when I when I finally got to the person, I'd be like, "Hi, uh, my name is John Irons. I'm a really big fan. I loved you in, you know, whatever they were in." And um, I host a podcast with my friend uh, called The Cosmic Potato. We talk about nerd stuff, blah blah blah. And um, I knew I was coming to Awesome Con. I knew I wanted to meet you, and I wanted to ask you a question that um, you don't get all the time. Uh, so here's your question. You ready? Oh yeah, sure. Hit me. What is your favorite way to consume a potato? <laughs> and everybody was really cool about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I spoke to like uh, like four or five people. I spoke so um, I know you don't watch uh, Walking Dead, but uh, Carrie Payton, uh, who plays King Ezekiel. Yes, I, I love I love him. Yeah. <laughs> He was really cool. Yeah, he was really cool. So I went. I went up to him. He's. A, he also does the voice of a cyborg on Teen Titans, and oh, on cool. the like the grown up Titans. Um, and I said, uh, all right. Like I know you're not supposed to, but can you give me any spoilers about the next season of the Teen Titans? And he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not even asking about the Walking Dead. It's about the Titans. Nope. No spoilers. Nothing. Nope. Uh, so, uh, for those of you keeping note, he enjoys his potatoes mashed with butter and cheese. <laughs> Don't we Cooper all? Andrews. Yeah. Cooper Andrews. And I was like, onion? Nope. No onion. No sour cream. Keep it straight. I'm like, I'm from the South. I get it. <laughs> uh, Cooper Andrews, who is the guy who plays Jerry. Yeah. Jerry. Big Jerry. His, his. If there is a sidekick in the zombie apocalypse, it's Jerry. Yeah, he was also in uh, *Halt and Catch Fire*. He was he was on that show as well. I haven't seen that. I heard it was really good. Yeah, it is. Um, I asked him how he likes to consume a potato. He said uh, quickly <laughs> 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 and as many as possible. Yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> he is a big guy. I actually also uh, I got video of uh, Garrett Wong from uh, Star Trek Voyager. Uh, hang on, let me pull it up. Obviously, you won't be able to see it. I'll, but I will post it on the... Yeah, when the show when when this show publishes, I'll pu- I'll, I will put it on our YouTube channel. Right. But you can, I can, if I play it now, you'll be able to hear it. Right? Yeah, yeah, it should be able to. And if you can't, uh, if, if you can't, I'll, I'll replace the audio later, so... Hit me. What is my favorite way to consume a potato? Hmm. I'm going to be like Bubba Gump, and I'm going to sit there like, 
<laughs> French fried potatoes, boiled <laughs> potatoes, baked potatoes, every way you can make a potato, potato pancake, potato blintzes. I love potatoes. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Garrett Wong strikes me as a as a, a cool guy. But he he was very cool. He was very open to like chatting. Um, he told he told a couple of cool stories. Like you should definitely, um, you know, see if he will do uh, um, the prime direction. I've reached out. I've reached out. I haven't heard anything back from him. Of course, I've reached out to a feel lot of free, people. Feel free to, um, <laughs> to drop my name since we're back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you remember that guy, John, that you met? He asked you about potatoes. <laughs> Actually, you he want... might. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that, was, that, was, that was the other thing. I was like, you know, I was like, that was my other thinking. That, like something that, oh, the potato guy. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, if that helps you remember me, then I'm, I'm good with it. He doesn't have a, a lot of kind things to say about his time on Star Trek. But he he uh, he was kind about his coworkers. Like that that was, that was the story that he told. Like he he, he was cool with his coworkers, and like the, apparently the guys uh, would just like every few weeks or every couple of months or something, all the guys from the show would just like go out and have dinner. It was like a regular thing. Yeah, he hates Rick Berman. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they tried to they tried to get rid of him when they brought on uh, Seven of Nine. They tried to get rid of his character, but he had at the same time that they were trying to get rid of him, he made like the people's most beautiful people or something like that, the fifty most beautiful people or something, and uh, so they couldn't get rid of him. Oh, well, we can't get rid of him now, <laughs> you know. So I think it that that probably started a lot of animosity between them. So I would imagine, yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so uh, Awesome Con was 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 it awesome. That, yeah, that part of Awesome Con <laughs> was great. They they had a huge room that was dedicated just like to board games. They had a huge room that was dedicated just to video games. Uh, so I, I was uh, I was I was dominating Marvel versus Capcom too for a while. It was nice. <laughs> but yeah, I um, hope that you know a lot of those. I know that the. The cons don't really pay the celebrities a lot of money, so they have to charge for these uh, uh, autographs and things like that. But at least some of them are open to just a handshake and a greeting if you don't have 50 bucks to spend on an autograph. Yeah, I didn't, like, no one gave me any shit about it. Because, I mean, because I waited my turn in line. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I didn't take up a lot of time, and I wasn't, I mean, obviously I was my standard charming self. Um, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, no, no one was like, "No, nah, you can't do that." Like, yeah, they, they, no handler, no celebrity that I encountered uh, gave me gave me any crap about it. Yeah, because so. you'd really have to pick. Because I mean, if they've got so many celebrities, you can't pay all of them fifty bucks for an autograph. You know, if Brent Spiner's there, you might shell out fifty bucks for that, and then turn around and Jonathan Frakes is around the corner. Well, you know, you, you can't, you can't. Do all of them unless you just. How could you choose? Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, did you? Uh, did yeah, I, I, the people I were, the people that I was in line with, uh, like this is like their thing. Like they go to cons. Yeah, like it's it's like that's like their passion. You know, uh, like it's like yeah, I was I was in this city for this one. I was in this city for that one, and I met this person, this person, this person. And last time I met them, they did this, and you know I went to this city, and they were there, and I told them this. 
Like it, they like. I'm like, how do you have money to do that? Yeah, really. That's... I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I know people have money, but it, like, it's like I, I would love to be a uh, globe trotting con goer. Like, if I, you know, this one is pretty much the only one I go to if I go, and that's really because it's like in my, it's right in my backyard. Yeah, you know, that's the way I'm on Magic uh, City Con, but you know, I also do panels and stuff there. But then. Uh, I may go to Dragon Con this year. If I do go to Dragon Con, it's just going to be for one day. I'm not going to go for the whole weekend because it's it's like yeah, a four just, day just, thing, you know. Yeah, I just did one day. I just did Saturday. Did you get to meet David Tennant? No, you just saw I, him from a distance. Did you make eye contact I with him at him. least? <laughs> yeah, his uh, his booth was right next to Carrie Payton. Yeah, and they were they were like like they weren't security, but they were like you know the people who who work the the con like no photos no photos no photos and at first i didn't know what she was talking about i was just i was like legitimately on my phone (laughs) (laughs) and and then i saw who like who was in the booth next to me like oh yeah okay yeah because he's he's charging for photos (laughs) oh yeah he's charging for photos as he should his line was crazy his line was long um his line was him i'd say will wheaton uh, Felicia Day, uh, John Berriman was really long. All the, all the. So I've heard. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, you live forever. You pick up a few tricks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right. Um, let's uh, let's talk about some of the news stories that I found this week. And this first one. May not be of any interest to you guys, but I found I thought that it was a it was an entertain entertaining thought anyway. So you know, Transformers: The Last Night comes out this weekend. Actually, it comes out tomorrow officially. But um, the Transformer film series has been around. I couldn't believe it. This movie series has been around for ten years now. Came, the first one came out in two thousand seven, and things aren't really slowing down. I mean, they they they're they're projecting to not make as much money with this one as they did with the previous ones. But they're kind of they kind of gotten away from that core audience of the thirty five to the forty five year olds that grew up watching the cartoon and everything, and and kind of gone in a different direction. So they've got a plan to get that audience back. They're going to make a spinoff that's all about Bumblebee, and get the out here. <laughs> and it's going to be set in nineteen eighty five. Ugh. So this, is he going to look like the Bumblebee from 1985? I don't know. I mean, I mean the, the the pic. I mean, obviously they haven't started filming it yet. But the picture that they showed on the story that I was reading was just a picture from the Transformers movie. So it, it, I'm assuming it's just going to be Bumblebee from the Transformers movies, but it's going to be in 1985. So you know, nostalgia is king right now because you know Stranger Things and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know if this is going to start a new series. And they're gonna start making Transformers movies that take place in 1985. I don't know, but we'll see. I'm not opposed to a Bumblebee movie, but I don't know if it's gonna work because Bumblebee can't talk, and that whole Marcel Marceau thing that they do in the movies is is gonna get old after a while, you know. And I never really understood he communicate at least in the first one he communicated with people by flicking the radio back and forth. And what they said on the radio was supposed to 
be what he was going to say. Well, how did he know what was going to be on the radio when he dialed right yeah. there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just dialed in at the perfect not, time. He's he's like a psychic not, radio person. They're they're all giant alien robots that pretend to be cars, and that's the part you're sticking on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Um, the other story that I had, um, Star Trek Discovery finally announced that, uh, they are going to start on CBS on Sunday, September 24th. So the first episode is going to come on CBS all, and it's going to be, uh, released on all access at the same time. The second episode will be released the same day on CBS all access. So if you get the, if you get the all access app. You'll be able to watch the first two episodes that day. I am so psyched. Yeah. Yeah. September 20th. I'm, I'm just hoping we don't get to almost September 24th and they, oh, no, we're going to move it back to Christmas. You know? <laughs> because they, they have no. moved it a few times. But uh, they they did release some stuff about the character that uh, Sonica, if I pronounce her name right, Sonica Martin Green, her character. Shaniqua. Is it Shaniqua? I think no, it's it's Shaniqua. Sa- Shaniqua. Something yeah. like that, Sasha. No, what? What <laughs> was it, Sasha? Was it Sasha that she played on The Walking Dead? Anyway, um, she's playing First Officer Michael Burnham. So they they purposely gave her a a male first name. Um, there was some speculation in the trailer that was hinting that she might be part Vulcan. Uh, they showed her talking to Sarek, and Entertainment Weekly interviewed her. And this is what she said on her website. She said, or this is what they said on the website. We can tell you that Burnham is fully human, not half Vulcan, as some have speculated, and is the first human to attend the Vulcan Learning Center as a child and then the Vulcan Science Academy as a young woman. She has a close relationship with Sarek, the father of Spock. For the past seven years, she's been serving on the USS Shinzu. Shinzu. Mm -hmm. Uh, then she says, I'm the first officer on the USS Shinzu that is captained by Captain Philippa Georgiou, Georgiou, uh, who is played by the amazing Michelle Yeoh. She says, I have an inner war and it's a journey of self-discovery and finding out what it means to be alive, to be human, to be a Starfleet officer and what it means to be a hero. So it's going to be interesting because they're going to be toying with that whole divided nature thing that Spock has always had with the uh, half-human and half-Vulcan thing, but it's going to be turned up, I guess cranked up to 11, because she is fully human, but trying to live by the Vulcan lifestyle. So I think that'll be uh, an interesting nice. aspect to the to the show. So um, When the show starts, I'm going to start hosting a weekly recap show with Rick over on Simply Syndicated. Uh hey. Rick is going to be co-hosting with me, and we're going to review each episode week by week as they come out. I'm looking forward to doing that. And don't worry, Cosmic Potato isn't going anywhere. We'll still be here. Uh, were you talking to the fans or to me? <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna be on. You have to come on at least at least once. So my goal is to have a different co-host, like like it'll be me and Rick, and then a different third person every week. We'll see how that works out, but. Um, I know I've had, you know, Scott Madison says, yeah, I want to be on there. Christopher DeFilippis said he wanted to be on there. So we'll- oh, I, I won't work with Madison. That guy's a diva. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, we're going to get into our main topic in just a second, but before we do, let's take a break and listen to a couple of advertisements for our friends over at the Millennial Falcon Podcast and over at World War G. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, we're the Millennial Falcon Podcast, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. We're hosted by Anya Crittenton, Hwai Chen Bui, and Willoughby Dobbs. The three of us met in college, bonding over Game of Thrones and Disney. While we've moved past Game of Thrones, we now bond once a week in a podcast that covers everything from superheroes to musicals to summer reading to Pokemon Go. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Falcon Podcast and listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Come for the hot takes, stay for the snark and puns. And the friendship that lasts forever. Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we're the hosts of the World War G podcast. And we know Sean and John do great things, but if you need just that little bit more nerd in your life, a little bit more geek in your week, then head on over to worldwarg.podbean.com where we talk about everything from movies and television, comic books and video games. Check us out at worldwarg.podbean.com. Back to you, Sean. All right, uh, we're going to our main topic tonight is that guy that was in that thing, and I got this idea because I saw a documentary last year called "That Guy That Was in That Thing," and uh, <laughs> what was it about? Yeah, basically, you think about all of the actors that you see in movies and TV shows that keep turning up in in the different things that you see over and over and over. And you like their performances, but you never really know their name, you know, or there may be someone that you're a big fan of and you know who they are. You try to talk about them to somebody and they have no idea who you're talking about. And you tell them a couple of things that they ran and they, Oh, that guy, you know? So basically these are our favorite that guys, you know, and we'll do a, We'll do a show in the future that'll be that girl because there's also a documentary called That Gal that was in that thing. <laughs> oh, so you don't want you don't want uh, well if you ladies in this if list you, if you've got some ladies on your list, don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that too. But you know, we'll we'll do a we'll do another show in the future that specifically focuses on women, and I'll try, okay. I'll try and have one of the ladies um, that are friends of the show come on and 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 do that with us. But uh. But yeah, I mean, don't sweat it. If you've got girls on your list, by all means. Just one, but she's pretty special. Okay. <laughs> uh, John, uh-huh. you, you want to start? Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, so my first guy is uh, Ryan Robbins. And I will tell you, I've seen him in so much stuff, and I literally did not know his name until I looked him up. Uh, I was I was telling Sean that you know kind of what I, I realized what the problem with this show, <laughs> this topic, is uh, if you saw him you knew who I was talking about, but that's not how podcasts work. <laughs> so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna name a bunch of stuff that he was in, and you, in fact, yeah, go ahead and look him up, Ryan R A R Y A N Robbins. Um, probably 
best known for uh, Sanctuary, where he played Henry, the werewolf guy, if you've ever seen Sanctuary. Um, he was on uh, Falling Skies, where he played Tector. Doesn't like he's he's always he's always like just next to the person who's like the main character. Yeah, but he he's never the main character. So I'm just I'm just gonna run out a list of shows that he's been on. Um, Spectral. There's there's like five coming out this year that I've never seen. I haven't heard of yet. But uh, Spectral. He was Sergeant Comstock. He was on Van Helsing, the series, Warcraft, the beginning, uh, the Magicians. Knife Maker's Son, Real Detective. He was Conklin on Arrow. He was on there for about a year. Uh, he was Murphy on the New X Files. Sir Morgan on Once Upon a Time Continuum. He was a, he was a major character on that one too. He played um, oh, I can't remember the name character's name, but he played her boyfriend. She's from the future. He was also from the future. Uh. uh TV miniseries Ascension, like like I could just think of a sci-fi show. He's probably been on it. Uh, Hell on Wheels, Sanctuary, which I mentioned, Apollo eighteen, Mortal Kombat Legacy, Caprica. He played Diego. Uh, I think that's one of the one of the things that really stands out as a character actor because you. I'm looking at the list and I've seen so much of these so many of these movies and so many of these TV shows and I don't specifically remember him. Yeah. That, you've seen him, but like, that may, but you, that may be because he's such a good character actor that he just blends in, you know, that he, he yeah, becomes, he, he's, he's got a, he's got a very, you know, he was in Apollo 18. Face, he was in very uh, standard face in the crowd. He doesn't usually, he's not like, um, um, Armin Shimmerman. Is that right? Um, quirk. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't yeah, usually yeah. wear he doesn't usually wear a lot of makeup on on his stuff, even though he's in sci-fi stuff. Like uh, he was on Psych, Stargate Atlantis. Don't forget uh, about Catwoman. He was in Catwoman. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I literally did forget about Catwoman. <laughs> I had succeeded succeeded in forgetting about Catwoman until just now. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will Blade not let anyone forget about Catwoman. <laughs> Supernatural, Dead Like Me. Oh, oh, he played the. Oh, yeah, I remember. Small, De- I really, I really liked Small. Dead Like Dead Like Me. I really liked that show. Did you guys watch that show, Dead Like Me? I did. Okay, okay. So he was the. Was he the the British guy on Dead Like Me? I don't, I don't remember. Oh no, he was not. He wasn't that guy. Is that the one that that starts off with the the, the girl dies and and is she becomes a reaper and it had Mandy Patinkin in it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I saw like two episodes of it. Unfortunately, I didn't see more. I wanted to see more, and for some reason, didn't. Uh, the first season was good. It kind of went downhill after that. They kind of weren't sure where they were going with it, and so it kind of didn't go anywhere. And then they tried. They came back and did a TV movie to kind of tie, tie up some loose ends. But Mandy Patinkin wasn't in the the reunion movie, so it wasn't it wasn't great. So. All right. So yeah. It's, uh, Rick, did did you, did you look him up? Do you recognize him? I, I I looked him up, and I've seen several of the things you mentioned. Uh, but yeah, he's just one of those guys that's got that face that can be pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. And so I really don't remember. I, you know, I saw Apollo eighteen, which was a great movie up until the last five minutes, and then it just <laughs> totally tanked it. But uh, 
uh, and some of the other stuff, Stargate Atlantis. Uh, I saw all of that, but I yeah, couldn't I gonna place say, him. That, that was going to be my my pick for you. Like, for, if there was anything that you would know him from, I was I would guess that it's that. Who, who did he play in Atlantis? I don't know. I didn't watch Stargate Atlantis. He was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me with Battlestar. <laughs> I uh, I said he was in seven episodes of Battlestar Galactica. He played Charlie Connor. And yep. that, he was in Blade the series. <laughs> he, he was on Arrow. Do do you watch Arrow? You do, right? Oh no, I do not. I. I started to. Hang on. That's right. I think he, I think he was one of the one of the heavies, one of the uh, like main henchmen for the. Oh, he was that, that dude in Atlantis. Okay, yeah, he was he was part of the. Uh, he he was one of Cole Meany's thugs in Atlantis. Okay. Yeah. Now I now I recognize. He was in the. Did he do it? He was in the revival of the X Files. Last year too. Yeah, I'm trying to put that out of my mind too. <laughs> They're making another one. They're coming back. Oh. Six more episodes. I'll, I'll watch the first two <laughs> of, the, of the new. And I, from what I hear, I probably stopped at the right place. I'm, I will probably finish them at some point. Just out of now, the the problem with Arrow with me is not that it's that I didn't like it. It's you know I got four episodes in and and it was great. And then I was like, there's five seasons of tv to catch up on with this show and i just i just don't have the time that's fair yeah that's pretty much the same reason i haven't been watching it because i didn't watch it from the beginning and uh i started watching flash as soon as it started because i didn't realize that flash was technically a spinoff of arrow when i started watching it but um but yeah but i never went back and watched well I mean, it was a spinoff, but it wasn't like a natural. Yeah, like it was a four, it was, it was like, a four spinoff. Like a, yeah, backdoor <laughs> pilot. <laughs> yeah, it's more, it's more like a it's more like an IVF. Like it was specifically engineered. <laughs> yeah, to be thirded into this show so that it could be birthed into its own show. It wasn't just from a. You know, I'm going to stop this metaphor. Rick, <laughs> <laughs> Rick, go ahead. <laughs> What's your first guy? <laughs> okay. Um, you're going to maybe detect a bit of a theme with my guys, which uh, may not be terribly surprising. Um, but I'm going to start with someone who uh, deserves far more recognition than he ever got, and that's Andreas Katsoulis. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I his... the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I first saw him on Star Trek The Next Generation, where he played the Romulan Admiral Tomalak, or Commander Tomalak, sorry, he was Admiral in that in future imperfect never mind that was ambassador tom Locke. anyway he was he was a the romulan commander uh tom Locke, who uh locked horns with picard on a on more than one occasion uh but where he is really best known is uh as playing ambassador jakar on babylon 5 and whether you like babylon 5 or not uh if you dislike babylon 5 i I would be very willing to bet that it was never because of, of Katsoulis's performance. Um, you know, despite the fact of being covered by pounds of latex and makeup and stuff, uh, his performances were always deep and meaningful and subtle and just, you never for a moment disbelieved a word he had to say. Um, and I remember seeing a um, at the beginning of I think it was maybe season four uh, 
when it was on TNT, they did one of those behind the scenes kind of leading into the new season shows on, on uh, hosted by Claudia Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she was going around and uh, joking around with the cast and the crew and stuff. And she, I think it was she that mentioned something about, uh, we can't talk to Andreas because he's in his makeup. And, you know, as soon as he gets into makeup, he's Jakar until it comes off. You don't get to talk to Andreas until the makeup comes off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at his IMDb page and it's he's he's on his page as Jakar. Like you got to scroll through like six or seven photos before you see him. Um, yeah. In, in another role that's, you know, where you can actually see his face. Like I, 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 I'm like, oh, that's what. It, yeah, I've seen him in this stuff. But he's he's been in tons of stuff. Sadly, he he passed away in uh, 2006 yeah. uh, at, at the very young age of 59, which was it was just a terrible loss. Um, but uh, he's been in all kinds of stuff. Uh, he's done video game voiceovers. Uh, he was in NYPD Blue. Uh, oh, he was in Enterprise. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, it looks like they like and- they like to get him to play gangsters a lot too. He was in. Uh- he was in Mafia, which was a yeah. comedic takeoff of mob, of mob movies. He was in The Fugitive, and he was in Hot, Sh- Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a big Italian looking guy. Yeah, uh, he did a. He was. Uh, I guess he did a voice in the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Um, Not a bad show, by the way. I I I need to watch it because I was a huge fan of Johnny Quest as a kid. And when the new adventures came, or the real adventures, or whatever they called it, came out, I watched like half of an episode and went, "This is a this is a blasphemy," and I turned it off. <laughs> um, okay, well I, then. I, well, I might be a little more willing to uh, <laughs> to, to expand on that. <laughs> no. uh, if, if you do decide to give it a shot, probably the first season is really all you need. Okay. Um, but yeah, Katsulas his his resume goes back to 1960. Um, and he's just he he doesn't look like he ever had a year off. <laughs> um, he was he, he was in Max Hedrum as Mr. Bartlett. ABC after school special. <laughs> uh, Alien Nation, the TV series. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that show. I remember the game. Which I, I I don't remember watching the entire series, but when I did watch it, which I mean I like the movie Alien Nation, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, it's not a great movie, you know, but it was it was entertaining enough. But uh, but the TV show, I think the TV show was better was better than the film. I mean, expanded on it a lot. But I'm getting off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Alien Nation was on right at the time that I was in uh, basic training in tech school in the Air Force, mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing a whole lot of TV watching at that time, so I, I really missed out on that series. That's probably for the best. <laughs> you didn't like it. <laughs> well, they tried to after the series was over. They tried to come back and make three uh, TV movies that were supposed to kind of wrap things up because it, it kind of got canceled before they were really done. And they should have just stopped because those three TV movies were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the premise is uh is, is pretty interesting. You know, but uh, I love I love in the movie. They never really explain in the TV show why the uh, the one cop that is an alien, why his name is George Francisco. All these other characters all go by names like Bill Shakespeare and stuff like that. 
but in the movie it's explained that he uh his name was Sam Francisco and the guy that James <laughs> that James Con played thought that was incredibly stupid. He said, I'm not calling you that, I'll call you George. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so all right. Uh let me do my first one. Um David Paymer. So yes. he's a, he, he's kind of the guy that they used to get when they couldn't get Rick Moranis. <laughs> he's a, <laughs> he's always been good at playing like a down on their luck loser kind of guy. He was in uh, City Slickers, Quiz Show, Mister Saturday Night with Billy Crystal. Uh, the thing that I saw him in that sealed it for me, that showed me you know his range of acting, was a TV show that actually got canceled way before it should have. It only lasted a few episodes. But it was called, in uh, it, the the name of the show was Line of Fire, and it came on in like 2003, something like that. But it had these parallel storylines where they would show characters from the FBI, but they also also show characters from the uh, mafia side of things. And David Paymer played the boss in the mafia, and but he was like a little a little wiry guy or whatever. But you know he had all this power over all these uh, these mobsters and things, and um. His name was, uh, the character's name was Jonah Malloy, and he, I think that he made an excellent bad guy, and I really wish that he would make more movies where he plays the bad guy. Haven't seen him in a whole lot lately, um, but he, uh, let's see, I'm, let me pull up his, because uh, he did a lot of comedies and stuff in the 90s, too. He kind of did some, some kids' movies and stuff, but I just thought that he was an excellent uh, villain. And he should have done more of that. Let me pull this up. Let's see. He was in... The last thing that he was in was in 2014. He was in Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, which that's the one that uh, Chris Pine was in, wasn't it? I think so. And uh, I think he played like an informant or something like that in that. But but yeah, he hasn't done anything in the last uh, three years as far as films. And Here's a picture of him with Kate Mulgrew in Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he's been around for a while. I mean, because I remember seeing him and stuff when I was a, a like a little kid. But um, he was in Get Shorty. He was in Payback. He was in, like I said, City Slickers, the Searching for Bobby Fisher, Mister Saturday. Mister Saturday Night was probably one of the ones where he had one of his biggest roles because he played Billy Crystal's brother in that, and you know had pretty much equal equal uh, screen time in that film. But uh, but yeah, David Paymer. If uh, he's one of those guys that you might not know, they, they actually did. There was a, a credit card commercial or something that came on a few years ago. No, it was an iPhone commercial. That's what it was, and it showed the, this man and woman, and they're sitting in like an airport, and they're looking on their phone because they see David Paymer, but they can't figure out where they've seen him before. <laughs> so they're looking on their phone. Mm-hmm. They're trying to look it up. I know he was in that movie, and they look up the movie and say it says his name is David Paymer, and then he looks up and like waves at him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but yeah it's funny all right john what's the next one on your list uh the next one on my list is um michael ely uh who uh, is another guy e-a-l-y you'll know when you see him um african-american with like green eyes most recently his biggest role for like the general public was uh he was the android in Almost Human. Oh yes, 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 yes. That that um actually that pretty good and I'm sure hell expensive series on Fox that lasted one season. Yeah, 
It was um, a good show too, but you know we can get back into that whole thing of Fox not giving not <laughs> not giving stuff a chance. You know, <laughs> I'm like they they just I'm like why did you spend so much money on the series? You know you want to cancel it. Yeah. Uh, too fast. Too fast. Too furious was another big one that he was in. Yeah, um, he he does a lot of TV. Uh, Being Mary Jane, Secrets and Lies, The Following, which I never watched but heard it was good. Yeah. Um. Uh, Californication, The Good Wife. Uh, Flash Forward was uh, the first thing I think I really noticed him in. Um, which was another, <laughs> which was another good series that lasted one season and then went away. Um, yeah. On a cliffhanger, a little cliffhanger, he just jumped off a building. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He was on a yard. He was on Soul Food. A uh, lot, lot of good stuff. But he's 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 one of those actors who's like, um, y- you know what? It's it's like um, I can't remember the guys. That, who did who did he start with? Who who did he start on Almost Human with? Who plays uh, McCoy on the new Star Trek movies? Yeah, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah, right. He to me, he's like. Right on the cusp of being Carl Urban, he's he's like he just needs that one kind of breakout role mm-hmm. because he's he's kind of well known, but he's not super well known. So he, he needs like one good starring role in like some big monster hit movie. Yeah, and he's done well in movies, but they've mostly been like black movies. So mostly black people have just gone to see it. Uh, so like stuff like barbershop and stuff like that, yeah. but like he needs one kind of big um, crossover breakout role, and I, and I, and I think uh, his day will come. And apparently, he was born in Silver Spring, which is where I live. So I'll just walk door to door and say, "Hey, Gracie, my, my, my daughter just walked in. It's it's Gracie's happy birthday. It's Gracie's birthday today. Happy birthday. She turned sixteen today. Bye, Gracie." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right, Rick. Okay, my next one, again, for a lot of the nerds out there, this guy is going to be fairly fairly uh, well-known, but just the sheer amount of work he's done, I'm sure that, that most people just, he's that guy. Uh, and he's Jeffrey Combs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has been in... Uh, I, almost, I almost picked him as one of my guys. <laughs> That's why I've got more than I needed tonight because I was I had a feeling we might overlap at a few points. <laughs> um, aside from being in uh, Star Trek DS Nine, Star Trek Voyager, uh, Star Trek Enterprise, one of my favorite characters in Star Tra- Star Trek Enterprise is Shran the Andorian. Uh, he's also been in the Reanimator movies, the Frighteners, uh, from Beyond. He's he's like just about every form of genre you can think of. Uh, he's been in it somewhere, and he's such a chameleon. He played uh, two different characters, well, I, maybe even three, on Deep Space Nine. Let me let me at double least, check. At that. least two, and and, yeah. and two pretty major characters on DS Nine. Yeah, yeah, and that. Uh, hang on, let me let me see. In DS Nine, he was Wayun. Oh, three. Okay, so he was he was Wayun. Every everybody knows him as Wayun, the Vorta mouthpiece for the Founders, mm-hmm. uh, and he played that sycophantish 
smarmy guy so beautifully. Um, what I didn't know until I was actually, you know, generally when a, when an episode starts and they're they're running the list of, of guest stars and and the you know stuff at the beginning of the episode, I generally don't pay attention to that. But this one day for this one episode, and I think it was the Magnificent Ferengi. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> I noticed that it said and Jeffrey Combs as Brunt. Yeah, right. and and it was like holy crap that it, that's him because <laughs> he he played it was such a different character from Wayun because there there are plenty of actors in Star Trek who have played multiple different latex laden characters and you're like oh that's that dude who was also that dude who was also that dude Combs was so chameleonic that I didn't realize that Brunt was the same guy as Wayun. Yeah, um, and there was one episode where he played he played them both in the same episode. It may yeah, it I think may it was, have been that one. The, the Dogs of War. Yeah, the Dogs of War. Oh, the Dogs. Oh, okay. yeah, you're right. Okay. Based on my encyclopedic knowledge of uh, Star Trek, <laughs> of IMDb, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up your mouth. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's just and you know and by all by all accounts he's just a really nice guy too. Uh, and anytime he shows up, it is. I really want to watch the Reanimator movies. I'm just such a weenie when it comes to horror. I just haven't been able to kind of seen the Fight Nurse. Yes, he was in the Fight Nurse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, he's just he's he's just a marvelous actor uh, who takes you know he takes these relatively small parts and just runs with them. He you know it's it's very clear that he believes in the in the 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 old saw that there are no small parts, only small actors. Uh, and he just, he just nails his part so well. And just as, as awesome as Wayun and Brunt were Shran, if enterprise had gone on for another two, another three more seasons, Shran would have been even bigger, which is one of the great, greatest crimes of it being canceled. in it's uh, after its fourth season, because they had a lot of plans for Shran's character to go, to go even higher up the ladder. So, He's still working now. He's doing he's doing mostly voice work now. It looks like he's uh, he was in a couple of episodes of Gotham, but he's been doing Transformers, uh, a lot of those DC uh, animated films that come out. He's in a lot of those Batman, Brave and the Bold, stuff like that. So, yeah, and he and he shows up at a lot. If you look online when there's uh, Star Trek conventions and different kinds of cons and stuff, he shows up at a lot of that stuff too. So. Jeffrey Combs. All right, my next one is Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, I think, is one of the he's a he's a Hollywood treasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is. Uh, I mean, those of those of us that watch a lot of movies know who he is because he's been in tons of stuff. And I mean, that's that's kind of something that all of these have in common. They're in tons of stuff, you know, because they're not usually the leading guy. So they don't they don't make fifty million dollars a movie, you know. So they have to make a lot. They have to work a lot more, you know, to to make a living doing what they're doing. Um, but the you know he he was a star of a couple of films. He did uh, Sideways and he did The Lady in the Water. But he's usually an antagonist or he's the the buddy to the main guy or something like that. The first time I ever saw him was in Howard Stern's uh, Private Parts. The movie, not <laughs> the movie, not his actual private parts. 
Not not in his pants. Yeah. Uh, he played the the radio station manager. That I think it, I think the character's name was Kenny, but they called him Pig Vomit so much that that's pretty usually what he goes by in the in the movie. But um, I thought that he was the best part of that movie. Um, my favorite movie that he was in was an HBO movie called American Splendor. Have you guys ever seen that? No. Oh, yeah. It's um, it it's about Harvey Pekar, who is the guy that created and wrote the American Splendor comic books back in the day. I thought that movie was great. It was um, there's a scene in that movie where Giamatti is kind of acting out a story that appeared in the comic because Harvey Pekar kind of most of his comics were just stories about himself. You know, he kind of just wrote down stuff that happened to him, and um. And there was kind of a monologue that he wrote in one of his comics that was all about um, that he found a person in the telephone book that had his same name, and it brings up all this stuff about his his individuality and all that kind of stuff. But Giamatti acts that out in the movie with kind of an animated background around him and stuff like that. And you can see the, the clip on YouTube, and I go back and watch it every once in a while because I think that he just, I think he acts it out really well he he usually plays like a smarmy uh record agent or something like that. uh i think he was in uh um straight out of compton straight out of compton yeah yep. playing that he was the smarmy producer <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i mean but he's good at that but he's capable of a lot more he's not an action guy i wouldn't put him in an action movie or anything like that but i would like to see him as a, he, as a villain you know i think he, he was he actually was a villain in action movie. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Let me let me look up his uh, let me look up his page and see what all he was in because he's I mean like I said he's been in everything. Uh, Paul. He was one of the only good things about the uh, Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, yeah, he was in that film. Let's see the last the last thing that he was in film wise was probably Straight Outta Compton. Let's see. No, he's got a movie coming out this. He's got a movie coming out this year, uh, but yeah, no, that was back in 2015. Oh, yeah, he was in San Andreas. See, he shows up in stuff like that, like San Andreas. Uh, he was he was the professor that kind of figured out that the earthquake was going to happen, you know, and and he's only in a couple of scenes, but they were good scenes, you know. He's in the the Amazing Spider-Man two. Um, I'm trying to see if I. If there's anything where I remember him being like a villain because I really think that he would make a good villain. He was in. See, he was wanting to kill him. Is I'm like. I'm, he was in Twelve uh, Years a Slave. Um, I can't remember who he was in that. He, the character's name was Steve McQueen. <laughs> he played Steve McQueen. <laughs> no, Steve McQueen was a director. Never mind. Uh, Steve McQueen was a director. <laughs> didn't he? Didn't he die several years ago? <laughs> uh. But yeah, yeah, Paul Giamatti is uh he's just somebody that stands out to me and every time that I see him I know that his performance it may be a terrible movie, but his performance at least is gonna be <laughs> is gonna be good. So Alright, John, who's the next one on your list? Alright. Uh huh. his name is Al Leong. And he, if you think back to any 80s action movie, uh, there'll be a Chinese guy who's kind of balding with long hair and like a Fu Manchu mustache 
who is either in the big fight scene or individually fighting the hero. What's his name now? Al Leong. L-E-O-N-G. Um, the biggest... Let me go to his... Uh, A.K.A. Al Kabong. <laughs> A.K.A. Al Kabong. Uh, he, in, in Lethal Weapon, he was the oh, guy... Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was the one who electrocuted uh, Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, yeah. In uh, in Die Hard, he's the one who stole the candy bar. Yeah. In uh, um, Big Trouble in Little China, I think he had like the two uh, like meat cleavers. <laughs> oh, he was <laughs> Genghis Khan and thing. Bill and Ted. He was Genghis <laughs> Khan and Bill and Ted. That's right. That's yeah. He was on Deadwood. He was in Scorpion King. He was on Twenty Four. Oh man, he is old now. Lead the weapon for yeah, old. Ain't we <laughs> but he was probably old in the eighties, like older than like you would think. Maybe Some I mean he, maybe he just looks old. He's got a, he's got a really long white beard. That's probably what it is. Yeah, there's a reason. It's because he's old. Because no. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember, eighties movies were thirty years ago. Yeah, and if he was in his thirties then, then he's in his sixties now. Exactly. Yeah. I was and told there like, would be no math. Not like you can put his hair. Photographer and yeah, like there was like a good five to ten years that he was like in everything. So this is this is just a list of the shows that he was on. Um, Greatest American Hero, Twilight Zone, Heart to Heart, Knight Rider, Magnum PI, Equalizer, Hunter, Airwolf, The Fall Guy, Riptide, TJ Hooker. Yeah, pretty much any, like every kind of action-y show, every kind of cop show. Uh, as far as movies, Running Scared, Big Trouble in Little China. Twilight Zone, well, the movie. Twilight Zone, the movie, the A-Team, and a few of the A-Team. Um, yeah, typically his roles, title ended in henchman or thug or yeah. criminal. Um, so... You know, maybe not the most. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's in the Scorpion King. Maybe not. Maybe not the most dignified portrayals, but he always he always brought his A game and he always kicked ass, even when he was getting his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> like they got to the point where if I went to an action movie, I would look for him, and he and he was he was usually there. Like <laughs> he was in so the yeah, ni- was that guy. he was in the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla remake. He was a fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> Uncredited. Oh, he Uncredited. was the one. In, okay, he was the one in Godzilla. Was he the one that said Gajira? Gajira. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's that much like Catwoman. I, I've, <laughs> I've blocked out a lot of Do not speak of that film. <laughs> All right. But yeah, like that's another guy. Like I, I literally did not know his name, even though I've seen him everywhere. Al Kabong. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> All right, Rick, what's the next one on your list? Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, carrying on from uh, from John's trip to Asia, or uh, <laughs> yeah, Asia. <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'd like to put out put forth uh, Mako. Oh yeah. Um, the first time I became aware of him was Conan the Barbarian. He was was the wizard who narrates the film and if you've heard his voice you know who i'm talking about uh you know he's in just about 
every movie that involves uh, Asian characters, especially if they need some sort of aging mystic. Um, <laughs> although I don't think he was in Big Trouble in Little China, was he? I was just thinking that... Uh, 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 no. No, that was the other old Asian guy, the one That's with the, the crazy one. eye. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also almost picked him too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, after after Conan, he, let's see, let's uh, let's find Conan was in nineteen eighty two, I believe, eighty two or eighty three. Eighty two, yeah. Eighty. Uh, yes, uh, sat upon the crown of. Oh shit! I can't remember any of the language now, but you know, you know his voice. There, um, there it is. Nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he was—he was the voice of Splinter in one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah. Uh, he's been in just about every police show there is. Uh, Pearl Harbor, uh, Dexter's Laboratory, uh, as a voiceover, obviously. Um, <laughs> Uh, what's new Scooby-Doo, Charmed, uh, Samurai Jack. I really need to watch that show. Uh, Me too. He was in an episode of Monk, um, Duck Dodgers, of all things. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was in Seven Years in Tibet and Geisha. Uh, he was just all over the place. And sadly, he passed away in nineteen in uh, 2006. But he was 72, which that's not, I mean, it's not particularly old, but that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, and and we, uh, we cannot forget, uh, as always, I got I to gotta rep the Avatar. He was, he was Uncle Iroh, who, uh-huh. was, who was the, as you say, the, the sage and wise um, old general who was uh, surprisingly agile and shameless with his nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he always no, sounds like he's like are. a bit constipated when it, you know he's like, "Oh, you want to?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, That's my favorite bit in Conan the Barbarian when uh, when Conan is. It, it, sorry if I'm spoiling a 30 year old movie, folks. Uh, Conan is dead, and he's he's drawing all of the little glyphs all over him to try to bring him back to life, and it's just the whole thing is him just muttering <laughs> as he's drawn all over him. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. My next one is... I'm trying to pick which one I actually want to talk about next. Uh, I'm going to go with Elliot Gould. If you know... Oh, if you knew... If you if you know... You would know him if you saw him. Okay? He's... Uh, these days, he's probably best known from his role in the Oceans movies. You know, he was in Oceans 11, 12, and 13. I never saw Oceans 1 through 10. What happened in those movies? <laughs> That was a bad joke, sorry. <laughs> uh, he was in the first season of Ray Donovan. Uh, probably most famous uh, for playing Ross and Monica's dad on, on Friends. Uh, he's been around for decades, though. He, he was in a, I was going to say, what are you talking about that's his most famous role? But then I remember, you're just a kid. For, yeah, for my generation. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna know him from Friends. <laughs> if, you, if you show somebody my age's picture, they would probably say, oh, yeah, Monica's dad. But... No, he was in a lot of Robert Altman films from back in the 60s and 70s. Um, one that I really liked was MASH. He, mm-hmm. he, played, he was Trapper yeah, John. He played Trapper John McIntyre. And he's got a way of speaking that makes him sound very prim and proper. 
like a, a well manicured man, but uh, but he's also played some pretty tough dudes, you know. Uh, of course, Trapper was a character that ended up being played by two more people after the after the movie, but uh, so that he kind of he kind of started that. But yeah, he's he was uh, like I said his uh, his role that he played in Ray Donovan. I, have you guys seen that show, Ray Donovan? No, okay, it's a Showtime show, and it's got the guy that played Sabretooth. What's his name? John uh Liv Schreiber. Yeah. Yeah. He plays a fixer. He's kinda like a mob guy. Not 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 technically a mob guy, but he's he's a guy he's the guy that you call, especially in this show, it's like celebrities and stuff. When they get into trouble, they call Ray Donovan, he comes and he fixes it. You know, he takes care of problems. And um Elliot Gould in the first season played his boss. He played the guy that basically employed him i think he was an attorney or something like that and he made problems go away by using ray donovan to to get rid of stuff so but yeah he uh he's a good actor he's been around for a long time um elliot gould yeah see that's why when when you said his name and i was like dude because to my generation he's a leading man or you know he's not a that guy he's a (laughs) name on the marquee yeah so i was like where are you coming from with this but i i I could see your point (laughs) yeah well that's the thing that's the thing about that guy is that there may be somebody that is a, a a major person to you but to a lot of other people it's a it's that guy you know because we grew up in different times so he wasn't he wasn't making movies as much when i was growing up as he was, you know, in your, in, in, you know, a little earlier when you were growing up, Mm -hmm. but, but he was on TV a lot as Monica's dad, (laughs) you know, so (laughs) so I would, I would know him from that, you know, when I saw, when I saw him in uh, Ocean's Eleven, I was like, Hey, Monica's dad. (laughs) But actually when I first saw MASH, uh, my dad used to love the TV show MASH. So we watched it basically every your night dad, your dad has good taste yeah yeah so we watched that basically every night i never knew when i was a kid that that was a movie you know i didn't see the movie until i was grown i was probably 20 21 before i ever saw that movie and when i watched it i didn't know that that was him playing trapper john but i recognized his voice and i said i recognize that voice from somewhere you know and then when i saw the credits you know i said oh Monica's dad is playing, <laughs> playing Trevor John. <laughs> but, but he was funny. He was funny as Monica's dad. He oh, was yeah. hilarious. He was really funny. You know. So. All right. Uh, John, do you have any more? Nope. No more? Rick, nope. you got any more? Uh, yeah, I've got several. Okay, uh, go You want to do one more? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, well, we'll finish up then with uh, with uh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll save her for when from when we do the the ladies. Um, um, so let's let's finish it up with. I've already done two Star Trek, so I'll uh, let's go on to, to Ronnie Cox. Thanks, Ronnie yeah, Cox. I recognize that if you name. if you think about him as Dick Jones from uh, from RoboCop, uh, or Captain one. Jellicoe. From He's Star Trek: The Next Generation, he has he has made a career out of playing the the high powered asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah, that guy. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that. Guy. 
I had to look up his picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's I did he was, the same thing. He's in a lot of late eighties and nineties uh, movies that I've like he was in Total Recall. He was in mm-hmm. Cop Rock, if you remember that show. <laughs> That's yes. Yes he was. He was in Stargate SG one as a douchebag politician. <laughs> uh and Beverly Hills Cop. He was a douchebag lieutenant. Oh, he was in Deliverance. Um, yeah, he always yeah, and and watching him suffocate on the surface of Mars was very cathartic. <laughs> in Total Recall, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. He was a singer. He's got like he's got like ten albums here with Ronnie Cox live in concert, the official bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because his pic- well, his picture on Wip- on Wikipedia, he's holding a, t- a guitar. So I guess he is. Well, you, you're going to find with a lot of the older school actors, and maybe you know, maybe just as many nowadays, and I'm just not aware of it. But a lot of the old school actors who started back in the in the 50s and 60s, you you had to be multi talented. Um, you know, you don't see variety shows anymore. Uh, I think the closest you get now is stuff like uh, America's Got Talent or things like that. But it used to be the state, you know, one of the staples of TV back in the 70s was the variety show mm. where you'd have the Carol Burnett show or the Sonny and Cher show or Pink Lady and Jeff or Tony Orlando and Dawn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, all of the stars who were, you know, big at the time had to go and do these shows. So they had to be able to sing and dance and, and do comedy and stuff. So, you know, they all had to be multi-talented. Yeah. And so while, yeah, you got to go, oh, wow, he can sing. But then you think about it, it's like, well, that, that makes perfect sense that he'd be able to sing. Otherwise, he wouldn't still be working. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Ronnie Cox is, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know anyone that's ever met him. I haven't heard anything about him. I'm sure he's a really nice guy, but he's, he plays the douchebag so well. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, – because I'm, I'm looking and the – the movies that I have seen him in, he's usually the bad guy. I mean, he was in Captain America, uh, not not the new one. He was in the the terrible one from 1990. He was the bad mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> <laughs> My last one is going to be God. I've got several on here. I don't know which one I want to pick. I think I'm going to go with. Let's go with Fred Willard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's okay. He was in, he's been in I guess all of the Christopher Guest films. He may not have been in all of them, but I think I think he was in most of them. Uh, he was in Spinal Tap. That's yeah, for sure. Spinal Tap. Uh, and then he was in Anchorman and Anchorman Two. If you've seen any of the old SCTV episodes, he was in those. He was on Roseanne. Uh, currently, he plays Phil Dunphy's father on, Mo- on Modern Family. And what I like about the role that he plays on Modern Family is that if you watch him on that, you get a pretty good representation of every character he's ever played. <laughs> you know, he's uh, <laughs> he's always a, a, a likable guy. He tells a lot of corny jokes, you know, and those corny jokes make me laugh. You know, I whenever he shows up and he's got that goofy smile on his face, you know, I I, I start laughing as soon as I see him because I know he's he's going to say something just completely off the wall. Uh, even when he showed up as the president in Wally, you know, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that. So, you know, but, uh, you know what? I'm going to sneak in another one. Uh, 
George, yeah, George Weiner. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know who George Weiner was. Uh, basically, he played the bad guy in every '80s comedy. He 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 uh, he played the district attorney on uh, Hill Street Blues, and he played Colonel Colonel Sanders in Spaceballs. But, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about TV shows, he was uh, he was in L.A. Law, Doogie Howser. NYPD Blue, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Rhoda, The Bob Newhart Show, WKRP in Cincinnati. He was in movies like The Bad News Bears, Fletch, The Postman, The Devil's Advocate, American Pie 2. He's been in everything, and most people don't even know his name. And um, he's just a familiar face that turns up on TV from time to time. And he's been around for so long that when I was a little kid, I was seeing him show up on reruns of old stuff, you know, like... They weren't making Mary Tyler Moore when I was a little kid, but I would see reruns and he would show up on that. But he was still coming out and stuff that was that was being released then, like Spaceballs and, and stuff like that. And he's he's still acting. He was on uh, Doctor Ken on an, on sometime last year. He's uh, seventy one years old. So, well, you know what? I'm going to add one more too. Then, okay. <laughs> since since we're talking about uh, people who we're sure are nice people, but they're pro- they play a-holes yeah. like all the time. Um, William Atherton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, who is the redhead guy uh, in a lot of 80 movies, and he always played a jerk. Uh, he was he was uh, Walter Peck, who was the EPA guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was the professor and real genius. Richard Thornburg in Die Hard uh, and Die Hard 2. Uh, what else? Oscar, he was a different kind of jerk, but he was still pretentious and still a jerk. Um, let's see. And, and it's, it's a, like, I just assume, like, they're, I'm seeing him in these shows, I'm like, ah, he was probably a jerk in that, too. I've never, mm-hmm. I don't, I've never, I didn't see him in Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm, what? he must have been a really? jerk. I'm sure he was a jerk. <laughs> I didn't really watch it. Because it was like, what eighty five to ninety one, which yeah. would have made me ten years old. Yeah. yeah, Murder She Wrote wasn't really my scene. No, I mean, <laughs> it, yeah, I watched it when I had to spend the night with my grandmother. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say I never sat down to watch an episode, but it was frequently on in the house because yeah. my mom was watching it, and so I kind of got it by osmosis. Right. Yeah, yeah you know his. Atherton, I, I don't know if he quit or he he nearly quit acting after Ghostbusters because people treated him so badly after that oh. movie, uh, you know, and you know, yelling "dickless Adam" and yeah. stuff like that. Um, <laughs> that is terrible. Yeah. Well, he was in. Uh, okay, so he was in that documentary "Ghost Heads" that we watched uh, last year when Brock mm-hmm. when Brock Parker was on the show. And William Atherton was in that, and he was talking about that. He was laughing about it because he said, you know, a whole busload of people would come would drive by, and they'd all lean out the window and start yelling that at him. <laughs> and uh, which, I mean, I'm sure it gets on his nerves, but you know, he was he was laughing about it then. But yeah, yeah, I would get tired of being called that after a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I loved him in, in Real Genius, though. His, his uh, yeah, he was great. Like he's he, he's. I mean, he's not. Like, you don't hate him, which is a skill in itself. Like, he's clearly arrogant and obnoxious, but he's also kind of charming. Like, just enough. Um, the most recent thing I've seen him in was uh, Defiance, which is a show on the Sci-Fi Channel in uh, 2014. 
and uh, same kind of thing. He was like, uh, he was like a, a, a an ambassador or a dignitary or something. Bless <laughs> Excuse you. Excuse me. Um, yeah, a viceroy. That's what he was. He was a viceroy. Um, and same kind of thing. Like, you know, clearly privileged and knew it, but also you know, just likable enough. Well, you know, the funny thing about about his role in Ghostbusters is he's he's painted as the as kind of an as a, a, an antagonist, but he was right. Yeah, he was completely right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was absolutely right. Yeah. They they unleashed a bomb of spiritual energy in the city, which he warned him. Oh well, actually, he was right up until the point the way he told him to shut it down. Yeah, when well, when if, he turned if, it off. Yeah, if Bill Murray hadn't, if if Peter Venkman hadn't been a jerk to him, none of it would have happened. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, okay. uh, but that's another show. Yeah, go <laughs> into is, our uh, go into our Facebook page. All right, so go into my Facebook page. I posted earlier today that we were doing this topic. And uh, had a few people respond with their favorite that guys. Uh, Jamie Phelps responded. She's uh, she's the one that kind of heads up Magic City Con. She said, "I had so many of these I wanted to post, but then I was like, what's his name? You know that guy that was in that thing." Troy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wood from over at World War G said, "Bob Balaban, which his picture is here, and I recognize him. He's in. He's he was in." Uh, uh, John, you remember that show that, that show that came on last year? That was the God. What was the name of the show? The one that was you the know the guy. <laughs> no, the the name of the he was, the show Limitless. Remember. Limitless. You remember the show Limitless? Not the movie, the, yeah. the TV show. Okay, he played yeah. it. He played the dude's dad. Oh, Doctor Chandra. Okay. In 2010. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So I remember him from. I remember him from. Uh, that episode of West Wing. <laughs> that episode. <laughs> that episode of West Wing. But he he was like a donor, and he was like trying to throw his weight around in the White House, and they had to put a stop to it. He was like, okay. He's only a good wife. Um, Brand, uh, Brandon Ushio says uh, Mark Shepard. He's been he was in Doctor Who. He's in Firefly. Supernatural, Bionic Woman, Warehouse 13, The X-Files, Star Trek Voyager, Dollhouse, Battlestar Galactica. So he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, yeah, he, he, is, he is currently on uh, Supernatural as, um, oh, wow. Jennifer oh, the, oh, the Irish dude. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was awesome on Galactica. Uh, Brandon, oh. Brandon also said Glenn Morshower. Uh I'm not sure what all he was in. John, you put a link on here. Do you you know what he was in? I, no. Uh, I put a link, but I don't remember what I put. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Brandy Bates said Saul, Saul Rubinick is her favorite. Yeah. I know the name. Yeah, I'd have to yeah, look him up. He, he's, um... Oh, he was, he was, uh, he was Fajo on the most toys on Next Generation. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he also ran Warehouse 13. Yeah, and he was, yes, he was in, uh, he was in Frasier for a long time, too. He was, uh. He played Daphne. He was Daphne's boyfriend. He was, he was the writer on uh, Unforgiven, who kind of followed the Gene Hackman around taking notes. Brock Parker says Clancy Brown. Oh, Clancy Brown is not a that guy. 
Lancey Brown is a god, man. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Nathan Nathan Caldwell <laughs> said Joe Pantoliano. Joey Pants isn't that guy. Not anymore. He was in The Matrix. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, The Matrix was a while well, ago. Well, yeah, I mean, we go by the rules. that He may he may not he may not be a that guy for you, but he's a that guy for somebody, I guess. So, yeah, um, like, I would not consider Mark Shepard a that guy. Because he, he's been on the same, he's, he's had the same role yeah. for a while. That to me, that guy is like kind of show up, do a show or two, and then they're they're gone. So they end up doing a lot of stuff, but they don't really stick around. Oh, you know what? I say that, but my first guy was like, yeah, never mind. Forget what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don Collins said uh, Rick Howland from Lost Girl and Trick, and and she says, and I just found out he's an awesome musician and songwriter too. And Jim Arrowwood says uh, Marshall Teague. Who played Talon, the bodyguard, to, bodyguard to Citizen Jakar in uh, Babylon Five? Oh yeah. So, all right. Well, that's our list of that guys. John, I forgot at the beginning of the show that you wanted to play a game. Do you want to play it now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I love games so much. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> we really don't have to like we can do it next time no it's fine it's fine yeah we'll, go ahead I'm on vacation right, so I'm, I'm not working called, anymore <laughs> <laughs> the game the game is called uh, Geek Out and it's a card game and it's basically it's it's almost like uh, uh, name that tomb rule so I'll I'll give a category like um, I don't know famous cartoon cats or whatever and the people competing will have to say, okay, well, I can name four. Okay, well, I can name six. Okay, well, I can name seven. And uh, when one person says, you know what, go for it, then they go. And uh, if they nail, if they get the amount that they said that they could, then they get the point. And if they don't, then they don't. Shall we begin? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I'm not usually good at these kinds of games, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Each each card has uh, like five different options. You're supposed to roll a dice, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to pick uh, the one that I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, so again, I'll, I'll, I will give you a number, and you have to do at least that many. And if you can do more, then you know bid what you think you can do. Four magical items of clothing. From what? From anything. So hmm. something that we will know. I mean, you can't just make it up, but you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> something that if you if you said it, we'd be like, okay, something we would recognize. I think I could do. Four. I was. I can do. I'm gonna say five. Uh. And, and we're 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 saying magical, but yeah. Sci-fi. Oh, I don't know if I can Unless go any. I don't think I can go any higher than five. Uh, hmm. What, I honestly the, don't. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of three. I'm, I'm, my my plan is to come up with three I know and then bluff. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep talking. I just keep talking until uh, two more come out. Well, I've got I've got three in my head right now. But... I can do eight. Oh wow! <laughs> go for it. 
Let's hear it. All right. Uh, is there is got... there a time limit, or is just? No, I mean, like, I will just if you're just stalling and sputtering, then I'll <laughs> I'll give you a time. But um, no, as long as you're going, you're going. Okay, uh, I've got the the uh, the eye. Oh shit, that's not close. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Doctor Strange? No, no, no. I was thinking the Eye of Rin and the Hand of Quill from the uh, Michael Moorcox uh, Corum books, uh, but they're they're not clothes. They're magic items. They're artifacts. Damn it! Um, you wear them. Well, you you sort of yeah yeah. Let's keep those as alternates. We'll <laughs> 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 see how far you get with that. Okay, uh, the Golden Helmet of Membrino from Men of La Mancha. Uh, okay. Um, Frodo's Magical Shirt of Mithril Chainmail from The Lord of the Rings. Okay. The uh, Harry Potter's uh, uh, Cloak of Invisibility. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's one of the ones I was thinking of. Yeah, me too. Um uh, the Seven League Boots from Legend. That's one I was thinking of. So that's four. I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I may have, uh, I may have uh, bitten off more than I can chew here. Um, uh, magical clothing. Magical clothing. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Doctor Strange's cape. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if you were going to get that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said Doctor Strange, yeah. So that, so that basically gave it to you. All right, that's five. Yeah. Um, uh... <laughs> no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm giving you ten seconds. Uh, yeah, um, no, I'm out. <laughs> All right, I let's see if I can do that. Go ahead. No, well, I mean, I can't do eight. Well, no, I can't either, but neither could he. Oh. So, <laughs> so I'm going to try to do my five. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Doctor Strange's cloak, um, seven league boots. I guess I can't count the Eye of Agamotto, Doctor Strange's thing. Uh, we'll do um, Frodo's ring. Does that count as clothing? Yeah, you put you wear no. it, yeah. Sure. Rick, No. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Photos ring. Um, uh, Juggernaut's helmet. Um, uh, <laughs> that was about to be offensive. I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> uh Oh, um, crap. There's somebody they put on the mask. Uh, uh, I need one more. I need one more. Um, (laughs) 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 under (laughs) air. I'm kicking myself because I know there's like, there's a hat. Thor's oh, we, the sorting hat. Of, the sorting yeah, hat. Sorting hat. I was thinking the He's sorting hat. He's a magical hat. piece yeah. of clothing. Uh, that's my five, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think I would have also <laughs> said uh, the mask from the mask. 
I was I was thinking. Yeah, I thought of that as soon as you said yeah. mask. I was like, Dope. I was I was I couldn't remember. I was like, there's some mask where you put it on and you get the. Powers. I was thinking it's the mask of Loki. Yeah, yeah, and I was thinking the sorting hat, and I was also oh. thinking of uh, Dorothy's slippers from the Wizard. Uh, of the yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, you want right. to do another one? Yeah, we'll do one more. All right. How about? Ooh, okay. Four characters that learn of their hidden magical power after reaching a certain age. And I'm going to expand that uh, from just not necessarily their magical power, but that they are the chosen one. They learn of their destiny when they reach a certain age. Minimum of four. Um, I'll, I'll try to do five. Five sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I said five, and now I'm, I'm sitting up, here thinking. <laughs> but. I'm up to three. <laughs> uh, you, want to, you want to say six and leap into the void, see what happens? Hang on. <laughs> uh, nah, go for five. <laughs> yeah, I said I said five, and I'm like, I don't know if I can. All right, I'll try. Let's see. Uh, all right, so Harry Potter. Uh, Neo, uh, Diana, um, Clark Kent. Okay. And let me think for a second. I said Harry Potter, right? (laughs) (laughs) You did. Um, The Chosen One. You are the chosen one. Uh, oh, Anakin. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. All right. All right. So that's I did five. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm Buffy. Yeah, yeah, it would have worked too. Lone Star. <laughs> uh. Put chosen one into uh, Wikipedia and see if it comes up with a. With a list, that could that could actually we could do a whole show. On I'm the chosen one. Favorite. Anakin Skywalker, Harry Potter, Neo, uh, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The Dragon Warrior. Was his name Poe? Yeah, yeah, Poe. Po. Yeah. All right. Have I mentioned that it's a better movie? No. Yeah. Never mind. It's better. Than, <laughs> it's better than Star Wars, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank all of you for listening. Go to our pay- go to our page on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whichever one you want to call it. Uh, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, subscribe to the show so that you'll be notified whenever there's a new episode. And make sure that you leave us a rating and a review so that we can help new people find the show. And, of course, you can always find us on our website at CosmicPotato.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, make sure that you go to the to the site and click on the contact tab at the top of the page, and that will give you links to our Facebook and Twitter pages as well as our email, which is mail at cosmicpotato.com. And again, thank you so much for listening, and be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, when you might hear John say, You know what? I actually, I did speak to uh, one more celebrity at, um, at Awesome Con and ask them about their favorite kind of potato. Hey, Will Wheaton, what's your favorite kind of potato? My favorite way to consume potato is in my wife's wasabi potato salad. 
She also makes a horseradish potato salad that I like, but the wasabi potato salad I think is my favorite. So not, not the fry, not the... No. I'm aware of the other ways that a potato can be consumed, <laughs> sir. And studies have shown. Well, maybe studies are bullshit. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can I, can I get a tagline? Yeah. Uh, hello. Hello, this is Will Wheaton. Yes, that Will Wheaton. No, no, the other, the other Will Wheaton. You are the worst. You're listening to the Cosmic Potato. I'll take it.